Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Say ain't no good and I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing bald-headed country boy alone. What's up, folks? Thank y'all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. I fucking just sounded like I was going through puberty, uh, but I'm not cutting it the fuck out. I don't know what's going on. I think it's this weather, my allergies, all this shit, but who gives a fuck today? Uh, it is Sunday, and uh, I needed a good show. I needed something to pump me up for the week, and I've got a great organization with me today. I met this guy, unfortunately, through Dustin Heron. Uh, if you know who Dustin Heron is, I'm sorry. He is a curly-headed Jew bastard from South Alabama. Uh, I love him dearly, but he's kind of a bitch. Uh, he's got the worst attitude of anybody I've ever met in my life, but the best hair, and he don't suck at music. That's about all I'm going to say about him, because uh, this is definitely not going to be about him. Mr. Brandon Wright, how are you doing, brother? Good. How are you doing, sir? I'm better now that i got some folks to talk to. I've been bored as hell all day. Damn. Yeah, I've been watching your... Uh the deals you were doing to raise your money for all those families. That was pretty yeah. cool. And it's pretty cool watching you get fucked up. So I got to do it. I got to fucking do it tonight. As soon as I get oh, done with cool. this. Oh, God it's damn. Sunday night, bud. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, me and Jesus are saving today. That's, that's uh, what's right. going on. No, nah, I just played. Okay. Uh, sorry, Jesus. You do a lot more than me. I'm on the other <laughs> end of the spectrum on that one. Uh, but no, um, dude, I've been doing it for eight years. And every year I say, I'm not going to do it again. I get, I get so aggravated, but it's like a good aggravated. Like I don't get aggravated with helping people. Uh, what I do get aggravated about is some of the people you have to deal with, to be real with you. Uh, there's one girl that has been in my inbox for a month now after we have helped her family the past couple of years. And I've seen this bitch go on like eight different vacations this year. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, hey, look, there's a reason why I ask you for your social medias, <clears throat> like for us right. to check them out. It's not because I want to show off that we helped you and tag you and stuff. Is I want to see if you bought a new car this year. I want to see right, if right. you fucking went somewhere. I, I, I like, I'm that dickhead that like I almost don't want to see nothing on your social media 
because right. you've been struggling mentally, physically, financially all year. Like those are the people I want to help. Uh, right. So yeah, dude, Brandon, I know you've donated some to it too, man. I, I appreciate you hanging around. Maybe you guys, yeah. uh, maybe tonight y'all guys can hang out with us for a little bit. And we'll not only promote that and raise some money for kids, but we'll promote uh, the organization. So you've got somebody yeah. with you too, though, right? Uh, Mr. Josh Ward. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Josh, yeah. you fucked me up the other day. You just don't even know it. So if you yeah. don't know, there's a country artist with Josh Ward's yes. name. Okay. Yes. I'm a huge fan. Absolutely. Huge fan of this He's guy. out of Northeast Texas, right? Yeah, he's a Texas dude. And yep. whenever Brandon yep. was like, I'm coming on with Josh Ford, I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. And, dude, and then it's listen, you. Listen, I used to guide <laughs> I used to guide duck hunts down in northeast Texas. And I was in Sulphur Springs at the farm store one day, getting stuff that we needed or whatever. And somebody said, whatever, introduced themselves to me. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm Josh Ward. And they're like, the Josh Ward? And I'm like, well, I guess I don't know. Is there another one? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like the musician from down here. I'm like, no, not that guy. I'm a duck guy. I don't know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah I've already made the executive decision that it's not lying. If I just put on like the name of this episode is Brandon Wright and Josh Award. And we've got a lot of people that listen not to country lying. music. I'm using this clickbait. No, it's not lying at all. Everybody else does that clickbait shit. Right. Well, why not? I do. Yeah, I do it's not lying. All the time. But uh, so Brandon, uh, first time me and you talked through Dustin, uh, you won me over, dude. I thought you was just a solid, really good fucking dude, and uh, I'm I'm excited to learn about y'all's organization and everything. What lies were you telling him? <laughs> I knew that shit was coming. He's a good dude, uh, but uh, hey, look, if you're friends, yeah, he is. Speaking of pieces of shit, Dustin Heron told me this at the beach last year. He and like it's something I love. It's probably the only good thing he's ever fucking said. Lee but, Tucker. Uh, no, no, no. Lee Tucker. <laughs> fuck Lee Tucker. Um, <laughs> he said, he said, your uh, your real friends talk shit to your face, and the fake people in your life are the ones that talk shit behind your back. So absolutely, if yeah. you ain't sitting there calling your friend a liar to his face, I know by you calling him that, he's fucking truthful. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. So tell absolutely. us about. So tell us the name of the organization and all about it real fast, and then we'll <clears> dive into what all y'all do. Right on. So uh, the name of the organization is the Blazer 88 Foundation um, and big picture, broad strokes. Um, we are a veteran support organization. Um, we Our focus is mental health, but um, any need that we see or is brought to us that we can in any way, shape or form help with, handle, take care of, we will jump through the hoops necessary to to take care of it. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of the show before, Josh, I am a huge mental health advocate. Uh, I love talking about it. I think the more we talk about it, the less taboo it becomes. The, the less The easier it is for people to talk about it. If you don't have people that just say, fuck it, I'm going to tell you about my demons, then somebody has to battle their demons by themselves. And like, it's, it's not what it's supposed to do. If you're still here, especially with our veterans, y'all, yep. y'all fucking, y'all got it the worst. I mean, y'all, y'all do. Everybody, you know, I, I, in my mind, especially where I'm from, I, I grew up in Georgia. Everybody growing up tells boys not to cry, not to talk about their feelings. If you get hurt, whatever, rub some dirt on it, walk it the fuck off. And all that does is create a fucking volcano in each and every one of us. And mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing with veterans. I think it's worse with veterans, really, that you're just taught to be one way. And it's, yep. it gets such normalized, so normalized. 
to where you don't know. And then when you reach out for help, fuck, there ain't nobody there. So I applaud the shit out of you two and every other veteran organization that focuses on mental health. Mm-hmm. It, it just, many hands make light work is something I love yes. to say. And Absolutely. Like, Mission 22, Creative Vets, all these great organizations, they can't get to everybody. It, 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 it almost needs to be, all jokes aside, I wish every veteran that was struggling with mental health in one way or another would start their own organization. Mm-hmm. It might be two people yeah. in that son of a bitch, but I wish everybody would to let everybody know you're not alone. Yep. Yeah. 100%. 100%. How'd y'all come up? How'd you come up with starting it? Well, you're going to make me dig deep now, brother. Oh, you, you done fucked up, got on the wrong show, bro. This ain't no, this ain't <laughs> no one word answers. No. This is, this is, we no. going with diving in the motherfucking ocean tonight, baby. Yep. Right on. So, uh, my best friend and brother, not blood brother, but, probably the more important kind of brother. Um, I lost, we lost him, um, in September of 2019, um, due to a motorcycle accident. I was with him. Um, and if we want to get into that deeper later, we can, but we'll leave it at that for right now. Um, something that he did and I helped him with a little bit kind of on the down low or behind the scenes, um, is, anybody that we came across or heard about that needed help, whether it be financial or just needed to sit and talk to somebody for a little while or whatever the case may be. Um, that's something that was near and dear to, to Chuck's heart and mine and, um, him more so than me, but I was kind of his, his crutch that he would lean on when he needed something. I mean, I would, I would wake up in the middle of the night to a text message from him, like, "Hey, brother, I got to run to wherever and sit with this dude that needs me. Make sure my dog gets fed in the morning, would you? No problem. I got you. Everything's handled till you get back." Um, and then uh, when we all lost him, it just weighed real, real, real heavy on me to continue that work and try and make it as big as I could, as I could make it. So that's what we're doing. It's cool, dude. Where did the name come from? That was uh, Chuck's call sign in Marine Corps. I had a feeling that that's what it was. Without, like, I had yep. a feeling, dude, you know, if, if Brandon didn't tell you this, I get, I get, we go down. Like it, we 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 drop those fucking walls. We break them down so we can talk and fucking feel or whatever. And uh, you know, one of the things I have just I push it through myself every time something bad in my life happens. I stop asking why it happened, and I start yeah. wondering what I can do because it happened. It's already yeah. had. I know it's a stupid fucking saying, but it's already happened to you. Now let it happen for you. And I right. really do think that there are things in this world that are sacrificed like your buddy Chuck to where maybe he's happy and proud of you guys for carrying on and helping others. Like, I mean, sometimes it sucks that it takes a tragedy right. to be a difference to somebody else in their life. But yep. that happens a whole hell of a lot, dude. Uh, my story, I know I shared it with Brandon. Only reason why I am the way I am about mental health and doing everything. I'm a suicide survivor from 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I really think that the good Lord made it to where I survived that out of my own stupidity. 
to where I can take the taboo out of when I talk to, to men and women to where right. like, I don't sit here and see it as a badge of shame anymore. I sit here and see it as now is like that happened to me for a reason. I'm still here right. for a reason. I am wasting what is my purpose if I am not taking advantage of still being here. And, you know, I applaud the shit out of you guys for, for losing a brother and then being like, you know what, we're going to make something out of this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that that tragedy had to happen right there. And you don't know who you're going to help now. I mean, that's right. the thing. Like you, you can save a life now, probably, you know, not to be a dick about this. You probably can save more lives now than you ever did in uniform. Right. Yeah. And like when I, I grew up down the street from Chuck and Josh. So I've known him like my whole yeah. life. Yeah. I'm no Brandon and, since he was a little feller. Yeah. A <laughs> little bitch running around. But uh I, he somebody he, cut, he cut that out, Josh. <laughs> Lou, quit it. Lou, quit it. He he won't own it, but I'm pretty sure he TP'd my house more than once. It's, if you didn't if you didn't fuck up your if you didn't fuck up your friend's yard at least one time you ain't a friend <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly but, uh, i uh really when i first got out of the marine corps in 2017 i uh got closer kind of to chuck a little bit not real close like we were before he died but um july 4th 2018 i uh attempted to take my own life and like i remember everything from that day i my wife and kids went to church i stayed home i was like fuck i'll go to mom and dad's hung out mom and dad most of the day and like i don't want to slight my parents for anything but i had made some comments that day that i thought somebody would pick up on yeah and didn't which I don't hold that against them at all. But I mean, at that point I was like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like I was, Josh, I was so fucking bad. I was drinking, fucking didn't care. Like that's when I was rodeoing full time. Like I didn't like, I, there were things in life that I should have fucking cared about that. I didn't, my kids deserve more. I felt I was working a dead end fucking job. I had just left the Marine Corps and realized that I maybe had made a mistake by leaving, but I didn't. I did it for all the right reasons. I was just seeing it through like a screen door. I wasn't seeing clearly to the big, the bigger picture. And I had text a couple friends that day said, Hey man, please, you know, help take care of my kids. And if you guys are looking for me, this is hundred percent where I'll be. And that was kind of a reach out for help. And somebody had reached back out to me, a friend of mine. And by that time I was like, I had made my fucking decision. This was the path that I was going to take and nobody was going to tell me different. So I went home from my parents right down the street from here. Um, went home, got my gun, and I was well, I like I it wasn't anything to me to like leave a note and explain why I felt like 
everyone probably should have known why, but I was wrong. I was wrong this whole, this whole manifesto, I guess you could say that I had had and leaving the house that day, I'd put my dogs up and my one dog that we have had for well, 13 years now, he fucking lost his fucking mind. And walking out of the house that day, I was like, he knew. But I had gone to the place where I told a friend of mine where I was going to be and sat there and did a... Uh... <laughs> hey, and I'll, I'll... I'll tell you a secret before you keep going. Every time you tell this story, it'll get easier to tell it because you'll be proud of yourself for still being here. Yeah, and you're and right. The more and more you tell it, and the more and more when you get that inkling in the back of your throat or that, that fucking Jiminy Cricket in your head saying, don't say the next word, say it. Because some, somebody needs it. Some Somebody always needs it. Don't be, don't be embarrassed or scared to ever tell your story. I know it's hard, but the more you do it, the more that the person sitting across from you, the word, if you, if you're a Christian man, or you just believe in the universe, regardless of what it is, the words coming out of your mouth, ain't yours. Sometimes it's usually yeah, what right. somebody else in the room needs to hear. So just yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. everybody loves but, uh, you. Everybody loves you. That's talking to you right now, brother. You good. You, yeah. You get that shit out. But yeah, I sat there and I remember like it was, that was to the point where like I had pictures of my kids like in my car, like in the where the speedometer is and whatnot. And might sound like a woman, but whatever. I love my kids. <laughs> but I looked at all those pictures and I was so not my fucking self. I threw them out the window and sat there and racked around and fucking held it to my head, took a deep breath, pulled the trigger, and it clicked. And then it wasn't, it wasn't fucking 15 seconds where I'm catching my breath, like, holy fuck, can't believe I can't even do this right. A friend pulled in, slung my door open, grabbed my gun, ripped me out of my car, took me to his house. And I mean, I went and got help after that, but Josh, you probably know, like after something like that happens, like you're, you're still in that mind frame to where you want help, but you're not willing to 100% accept it in yeah. your head that you need help. And it wasn't till I can't remember when I had just reached out to Chuck on, uh, facebook messenger just asking a bullshit question like i knew both of us had both done the same job in the marine corps so i was like hey were you uh whatever and he was like yeah brother and he was like how are you like i asked that question just so Here, he would ask how i was i know you know this now but that was a beautiful thing about that man is he could read through bullshit like it was no other yeah he could read straight through that shit and get right to the point yeah he could and i mean sent him that message at probably 9 30 at night 
10 15 i'm sitting in his living room talking things out and chuck just he helped me through everything and he just he was always there when i would call i could always just show up and he would you know get a miller light out or something we would just sit there and fucking talk and that's what i needed yeah i didn't need all these people like well just gotta suck it up just gotta be a better person just gotta do this you just gotta do that that is the worst thing that you can tell absolutely that i try to tell people all the time guys like y'all guys like me guys that grew up to where you were i don't like the word alpha at all like i think it's a stupid word to be honest with you the guys that grew up as men's men it we have a very hard time taking advice or or even listening to somebody that hasn't been in our shoes. Somebody who hasn't that like you grew up, any trade that you ever learned or hunting or anything, you learned from somebody that knew how to do it already. Somebody that had mastered their craft, right? So like that is where I have a problem and I try to talk to guys and, and women about this all the time. It's men have a hard time with it because you don't realize there's a support system out there for you of guys that have been in the same position that you've been in. So normally what people do in your position right there, they're like, go to a therapist or talk to somebody who doesn't openly. Cause I think everybody battles mental health issues in one way or another. I don't think anybody just is clear headed all the time, but usually when you, somebody tells you to chill or somebody, Hey, it's going to get better or any of that bullshit. That's just, just stuff we don't want to hear at the time, right? Like it usually comes from somebody who hasn't been in our shoes. So that's why I tell folks all the time, hey, look, as stupid as it's going to sound, look on Facebook and look up support groups. Look up to where you can actually find something in your town or close to your town because they're damn near everywhere. And just go sit down and talk to someone who's been in your shoes. Because like the thing is, you know, with suicide or any mental health, you always think you're alone. You you don't you don't think anybody's wearing the same fucking shoes as you are today. Like you're like, that yeah, nobody fucking gets what I'm going through. That's your mental health fucking with you. And in reality, there's probably ten people within a mile radius of you that is battling the same thing you are. Yeah. But unless people are vocal about it and they share more about it, then no, you think that, you know, you go down that road alone. And, you know, and the the thing that I'd really try to push to people is, you know, people that want to kill themselves, it's not because they want to die. They're tired of living. There's a huge difference. You're tired of living the way that you've been living. And the only way you fix that is being open about it. It's like, yeah, like you, you don't, you, neither one of you guys seem to me is the type of person that's just going to bitch and moan and not take action at anything else in your life. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the way something's going, you're going to get the fuck up and go do it yourself if you got to. Yep. Same thing with your mental health. Sometimes you got to be the one that takes that first step and reaches out. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. It was, Lord, I can't remember when I first came and actually hung out with you guys. It was, oh, the Marine Corps birthday. Yeah. I uh, came over. Chuck always did a big deal for the Marine Corps birthday. That's a big thing a lot of us Marines do every year. And uh, went hung out with them, and then the bond just got you know closer together, and then February 
2019, I was, I was fucking doing the best I had fucking been in probably the past 10 years. Like I had somebody to talk to, had, you know, friends that actually fucking cared. Like I had friends that I grew up with that had been around for forever, but ain't no fucking one lifted a finger to, you know, try to help me. It was always, you know, you just need to suck it up, you know, everything like that. And then met Chuck and all of them, went to that, you know, Marine Force celebration. Things are going great. Like my headspace is where it needs to be. Then I get in a fucking car accident and damn near fucking die. So now I'm back fucking to the bottom, back down where I was in the first place. And every single day, Chuck Theobald called my ass when I was in the ICU. I was like, hey, bitch, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, change your socks and just have a Gatorade and ibuprofen. You'll be fine. You know, whatever. And I got out. <laughs> I was in the ICU for like a week. Finally got home. Chuck calls me. How you doing, man? I was like, I'm good. He was like, okay, just needing if seeing if you need anything, whatever. And two days later, he calls me again and said, Hey, you got mind you not, I broke my pelvis in this car accident. So he was Chuck, fucked up. <laughs> he was fucked up. Chuck called me. He goes, You uh you got any run around you need to do tomorrow? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, this motherfucker <laughs> just asked a guy with a broken pelvis if he had any running around he needed to do tomorrow. So I was like, no, Chuck, I ain't fucking running nowhere. And he was like, let's go to the NRA convention downtown. And I was like, bro, like I'm still on a walker, <laughs> a fucking cane. And it didn't matter to him. He was like, I don't give a fuck. You had, you'd been home less than a week, I think, hadn't you? Yeah. You hadn't been home very long. No. No, you hadn't been home very long. So this motherfucker picks me up, walker, cane, and all, and takes me downtown Indianapolis to go to this fucking NRA convention, and we had a fucking blast. <laughs> and it, it didn't matter that it took me twice as much time to get around to all the different booths that Chuck <laughs> might, may have wanted to see, but only thing that mattered to him was he saw me having a good time and I was just happy. And then mm -hmm. everything was going great again. Then all of a sudden, we lose them. Yeah. Yep. And when that happened, I was back. We all were. We, it wasn't just fucking me. But I was like, dude, that's the person that I could call any time of day is gone. Yep. The person who always had the right answer. Whether, I don't know if it was right it was answer. Right, had a fucking answer. Yeah. Whether it was right <laughs> had or fucking wrong, answer. Fucking answer. So it had some fucking kind of answer. But then uh, when, <laughs> when Josh and um, Brittany, Chuck's widow, they came up with this idea for Blazer 88, like I was like, you know what? This is my time kind of to give back because in between that time frame, like, I don't know if you've heard the song, um, popular monster by so. falling in reverse. It's a, it's a, like a rap rock screamo type song, but 
there's a line in there that says, I'm a liar, I'm a cheater, and a non-believer. I'm a popular monster. Like, that's who the fuck I was. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, me and my wife had had issues. I had lied, cheated, and I was who everybody wanted to be around, but I was so fucking fake. That's not who I was. And I was glad that, you know, he kind of helped me get back on the straight and narrow, I guess you could say. But when he died, Jesus, that it dug all of us yep. deep. Yep. But when they said they were going to start this organization, <clears throat> I was like, this is my time to give back to what was given to me. Well, well, let me ask you this question. Do you think between the two of you guys that his death has touched and helped more people than his life so far? I'd say it's pretty goddamn it's close. It's pretty close. I mean, you know, <clears throat> so over the course of your life, you have, you have all these memories and most of it's kind of fuzzy, but you remember it, you know? Yeah, but then you have those few that are so crystal clear. No matter how much time passes, you think back on it, and it's like it happened five minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so we we all we all have days like that, and that night when we lost him, and I was there trying to save him, and whatever, and that's one of those days for me not the good kind you have the good kind that are crisp crystal clear and you have the bad kind that are crystal clear that's yeah. the bad kind that if if i think back on it it is what it is like it's september 8th and every year on september 8th i go brandon knows this mm -hmm. i disappear yeah nobody knows where i'm at or what i'm doing or who i'm with because i ain't with nobody i'm with my damn self yeah and I reflect on that day and my life and whatnot. But the other thing that I remember about that time in the weeks, it was weeks, the weeks following that is that very next morning. I, of course I didn't sleep much that night. That very next morning I get up and I make a pot of coffee or whatever and I opened the door between my house and my garage and this motherfucker sitting in my garage. He's like, Hey bro, you good? Like, yeah. He's like, no, you ain't, but that's all right. And every day for, I don't know how many days going through the funeral and the, all the bullshit that goes along with that. Every day I'd wake up and I'd make coffee and I'd open up my garage door and this motherfucker was sitting in my garage every fucking morning for a lot of days because I needed him like he needed Chuck before and needed me before. And he was right there. So it's just thank what, you. It's just what you do for each other. Thank you. You don't let, I want to tell you something. Cause this doesn't get said between men ever. Like isn't it? No, like no man ever. They don't understand. Like it's okay to love another dude the way that you guys love each other, the way that I love my friends and all that kind of stuff. We have to be there for our dudes. We, we have to. We got to look for those little signs. We've got to sometimes put ourselves in their shoes and know they need us without them ever having to say a word. 
a lot of men are so scared off by, I don't want to bother him. I know he's busy today or, or whatever. Fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, to me, you know, it's easy for me to say this cause I don't work a nine to five, but life ain't all about working, getting up every day, going to work. Life ain't all about having the most money in your bank account, the nicest truck, the biggest fucking house, all that kind of shit. At the end of the day, I don't think anybody's been laying in on their fucking deathbed and reflecting the back on their fucking bank account. I think they reflect back on those core memories that you've had with your friends and the people that you were there. You're thinking about them days that I just talked about them crystal clear. Those are the days that you're thinking about core memories are what makes us now, even, even like when you have a tragedy like Chuck and that being one of your core memories, I am a person who tries to take the most negative things in my life and turn it into a positive and take that core memory, which is trauma and turn it into where I am helping that become that trauma has given me a purpose. And that's what Mm -hmm. you guys have done. And a lot of people just don't, they don't get that. You either, you either fucking work for your demons or your demons work for you. Yeah. And and that's what y'all, I've never heard that. And and that's what y'all are doing right now. You're taking that shit and and turning something good. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta look those and everybody's got them. Everybody's got their own demons, whatever they may be. You got to look that fucker in the eye and say, fuck you. I'm bigger than you are. Get the fuck out of my way. And a lot of times you need a motherfucker behind you saying, yep, yep. I got him. Get the fuck out of his way. Yeah. You need a support system. There were were so many times like in the Marine Corps, like with my job and everything like that, it was suffering silence. Just shut the fuck up and carry on. Well, I mean, you can call me a bitch, you can call me whatever I want, but at 28 years old, like, I had had enough of suffering in silence. Yeah. I was, I was going to make a statement and show you that the way that the VA and some other organizations, which I'm not going to go down that fucking rabbit hole, work, don't fucking work. No. Like, that's just, that's just what veterans have to fucking look forward to is a you get out, no support system. The Marine Corps does not help you. I can't speak for the Army, can't speak for the Navy or Air Force, whatever, Coast Guard. The Marine Corps does not help you with transition. I think they may now, but when I got out, it was like a fucking one-week class. Like They teach you how to mold back into society, do all this stuff. And I had plenty of friends who had done a lot more than me yeah. and were fucked up and got out and some of them were fine some of them they couldn't fucking do it and they were begging to come back in by that time they had already had a felony dui because they were fucked up yeah and then it just everything just starts compounding itself and i feel like with blazer 88 we can help keep that from happening I guess. Yeah. Well, it's it's like this with anything. Like it has to start off somewhere. So I would guarantee if you look back 20 years ago, what the VA or whatever they did when someone got out of the service was 10 times worse than what it is now. And hopefully by that, the more that the more you guys speak up, the more other veterans speak up, all this stuff, maybe in 20 years, it'll be 10 times better. Like, but unless people speak out, because like, you know, that older generation, our dads, our grandpas or whatever, they were never taught they had a voice. 
You know, there's a lot of shit with social media gets on my fucking nerves. A lot of it, but you and have a, of, a voice. A lot of those that served in that time frame didn't have a choice about that either. Mm -mm. Like there were, like I volunteered. Like every single person that I served with volunteered. Yeah, they weren't drafted. They weren't told. So I think sometimes those guys need a little bit of more help, I guess, yeah. because that was just, hey, listen, <laughs> sorry that you played football so good when you're in high school, but hey, <laughs> you're not getting that fucking scholarship. Yeah, you're going over there to fight war. Like, I don't know what I would have done if somebody would have told me that. Like, holy shit. See, I think that's why that generation is so hard, though. I think that's why that generation never told us it was okay to talk about our feelings. I don't think they were ever yeah. given the option to. So what they projected onto us was just the way that they were raised. This is the way, all their stuff. Yeah. So like, it's even with like my granddad getting my, my papa to tell me he loved me before he passed away was a fucking uh, the Congress. Like it was like, it, man, did I look up to my whole life? It was hard as fuck to get him to even say those words. But at, looking back at it, his dad probably never told him it was okay to. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's generational shit that we just don't think about. And that is why with mental health, I really do think, even like with y'all, I, I imagine both of y'all have got families and kids. Like, the more you talk about it, my daughter did this about two months ago, and it blew my fucking mind. There was a little girl that she's friends with. And little girl was posting stupid shit on her TikTok. This bitch was just wanting some attention. And that's all it was. Like, Gracie had heard me talk about this stuff so much that she asked me and her mother what we thought about it. So then we sent the videos and the pictures to the girl's mother. The girl's got a, which you don't never know behind closed doors or whatever, right? But, like, the girl's been around us enough that you would think that she just wanted attention. But my child even told her, like, that's not, that's not nothing to joke about. Like, that's not, yeah. this is not how you get attention. My 12 year old. And I thought about that after it all happened. And it got me real emotional. Cause it's like, damn, I've set the example for my child to where I didn't know it was okay to talk about this shit. Till I was 28, 29 years old. My child knows at 12. So that's mm -hmm. even like with y'all's families, y'all hearing this, like you're stopping your kids and your family and your friends from suffering alone. Like you're doing more for people now. And I hate that it was because one of your friends was in a tragedy, an accident, but you're doing more for your friends and your family. You're starting a wildfire effect in your community. And it just is just sometimes it's people knowing that it's okay not to be okay. And that they've mm -hmm. got somebody, Hey, look, y'all too. You guys look like some tough motherfuckers. Like you don't look like, you know, little pretty boys, nothing like that. You know what it's like I'm with somebody. Pretty. Not, not at all. Damn. I mean, you both are fives in my book. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean, five. it just depends on how much I've drank, whether you're cute or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you're drinking Mick Ultra, so it might take you a few. It might. They're whiskey, fella. I saw what you sipping on. You don't don't judge me. I got a drink. I got a drink later. But <laughs> do you know what it does for men when they see men? I'm talking about manly, manly men. Talking about this stuff. Like you, you don't even know. Sometimes everybody's always searching for a purpose. What mm -hmm. if your purpose is you? What if everything you've done in your life has right. led you to you being qualified for your purpose? Right. 
I don't know, man. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I, I, I really don't and I but I think about what you're saying and I try to implement that into the simple things in life just as an example it just popped into my head right now and I didn't do it on purpose and I didn't anyway we're sitting at dinner the other night and and um my two boys and my two girls and my wife were sitting at dinner and I look over and I said Hunter I said what's your best memory that you have in your life i mean you're 13 years old i'm like what's your favorite memory and he's like what i'm like what's your favorite memory dude and he come up with a couple things and i'm like that's good i like that and i went down jj what's your favorite memory and it was just a table conversation but it's talking about that stuff you know thinking about your life and thinking about in that point, in that instance, thinking about the good, you know, what's the, what's, you know, you got 13 years on this earth in those 13 years, what's your favorite thing that you think back on and makes you smile? You know, and I, like I said, I, did, I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't do it for a reason. It just, I'm like, that's good. Let's talk about good tonight. Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, we, we hear bad every day, all day. Yeah. Our, our brains are focused on to where we only think of bad unless we make mm-hmm. ourselves think of good. Absolutely. I, I make, I make the comment to folks all the time when we're talking about with these social media personalities on here, they'll have a hundred messages in a comment section or whatever. And 99 will be great. They'll focus mm-hmm. on that one. And it's like, why, mm-hmm. why, why do you want to focus on the one bad time? Yeah. Fuck that one. Yeah. Like it's, you yeah. don't have, you don't have a bad life. You have a bad day. Yeah. Absolutely. Even even if even if you were to just take my example, of, <clears throat> I'm 36 years old. So when I tried to when I tried to end my life, I was 22 or 23. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had only been going through a bad couple of years, a few years. I'd been on this earth for 23 years. Right. I didn't focus on 18 great years. I, I focused on a couple of bad months, and I thought those couple of bad months defined my life. Right. Yeah, we we have to put that into perspective of people to just remind people, hey, even if something as little as that, dude, that's a big help for them without even knowing you're being a big help. You're pushing good. Right. That's the fucking best, dude. Well, I'm going to bring Miss Tiffany on here. Okay. She uh, can tell you a lot more about what we have done in Blazer 88. Because I don't think we've talked about that yet, right? No, uh, you, we, we haven't. We've just been talking about how fucking awesome you guys are. So here's Miss Tiffany. Hello, Miss Tiffany. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well, ma'am. How'd you get strung up with these two? I have no idea. I'm sorry. She might be married to one of us. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely outkicked your coverage, bud. I. Not- Nice to meet you, Miss Tiffany. Hundred percent. And it's all right. You can still say fuck and all that. It's all good. She cusses just like the rest of us. It's all good. No, that's fine. Um. Well, 
they were just telling me that y'all have done, like they were telling me what Blazer 88 was. Uh, tell me a little bit more about like some of the stuff that y'all have done. Um, well, we always do our motorcycle ride. Um, this year though, we, um, had a gala, which was our first and we, it was better than we could have expected for our first gala. Yeah, knocked out hard. I, anyway. Um, and then we always do a Thanksgiving meal for the community, which to me, that's my favorite part. Um, we don't ask anything of anyone and then it's for everyone. Um, it's just to bring community to the community, basically. Um, for people like Brandon or anyone in the community that just needs a safe place to go and have people like they can sit down and talk to. And we don't, yes, we want it to be for people in need, but we want it for not just the monetary need of it. It's for the mental need of it or um, stuff like that. So that's, that's been my favorite mm -hmm. um, thing that Blazer 88 has done because we've reached a lot of people that just need to come and sit and have that community um, with people. So, well, making new friends and having people to support mm -hmm. you mentally, physically, whatever, yep. like people to keep pushing and taking that next step every day. That's so mm -hmm. important when it comes to mental health. Yep. Yep. Just kind of, I don't know, to tag off of that, the highlights, I, that's a bad way of putting it. It's a real bad way of putting it, but <laughs> just the, the people that we have helped as examples, we've had folks that, that were in bad financial situations, veteran families that were in risk of losing their homes that we have heard about and kind of inserted ourselves into their situation and said, Hey, this, we're not going to let this happen. What do you need to keep this from happening? Um, and everything from family support, even, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, but when was this July or August? June or July. The helicopter crash. I believe it was in Sudan. Do not quote me on that, but there was a helicopter crash in Sudan with seven or eight of our service members on board and a couple of them perished. Um, some of them walked away and some of them were in pretty bad shape. One of the, one of the guys that was on that helicopter happened to be a local, a local kid and his parents were local to us. And we found out about the situation. Um, and he was kept alive long enough to get to Walter Reed and kept alive there. And then they sent him to a, special trauma polytrauma unit. yeah polytrauma unit in tampa is that florida. in florida somewhere to basically all right you're alive you're gonna make it now we got to put you back together um and his family needed to be with him obviously and they didn't have the, the means to do so and and the government wasn't necessarily providing them with the support that was needed they were for them to it was a process but it was a it was a long long process and not up to the task um and we found out about that and 
stepped in and said, Hey, you go be with your son and you don't need to worry about the money involved with that. We've got that covered. Um, and just to give, to give that, that man, the, the family support that he needed and them the support that they needed to not worry about the financial side of that equation, um, to be with their, to be with their son. That was, that needed, needed them to be there for him. So that's kind of the things that we do. Um, I think the, the most important thing is we can do stuff now, whereas other places you, you know, you're in the mix with who knows how many other applications, how long is it going to take to get your application looked yep. at? Are you going to get approved? So you could be waiting several months only to, to be denied. Whereas yep. if you come to us, we can pretty much do something that day. Yep. If, if you need it done that day. Yeah. Yep. So just, again, just as an example, um, this was based on social media, a friend of uh, somebody that we know put a post on social media. Hey, um, a friend of ours is trying to get into this um, assisted. assisted care facility. They don't have the money, blah, blah, blah. And I, I knew the person and I kind of sort of not really knew the situation. I'm like, I think I know what's going on here. Well, I reached out to her. I sent her a text message and I'm like, hey, is this... Um, this gentleman you're trying to help is he a veteran and she's like yes i said okay what's going on and um long story short it was money was needed for a deposit to get into this assisted care facility and some money was needed to cover a couple of months of rent at this assisted care facility this is a world war ii veteran our greatest generation right um and I've got a pretty damn soft spot in my heart for that generation of men because me and you wouldn't be sitting here talking damn to one right. via computer if it wasn't for those gentlemen. Uh, we'd be speaking German right now if it wasn't for those men. Uh, so that happened that day. Uh, money was needed that day and money got in place that day. So what I, what I guess what Tiff was getting at, what I'm getting at is is our process can be as short as it needs to be. Um, we we vet the people that we help. Obviously, oh, yeah. this was a pretty easy one. So money's needed today. We got some money. Yeah, we'll make well, this happen. Well, that's the amazing thing about organizations when they're when they're still growing. Mm -hmm. Is that you can be you can be hands on. You can be right. as hands on as I almost think, and I'm not knocking any of the organizations I work with or any of the organizations out there that have got bigger. I almost think that it is more special when it when it's like that. That's why I told y'all at the beginning of this, I wish everybody would fucking start something yeah. and help. Like I, I really do, because I want it to be where, hey, this is a need. This isn't a right. want. This is a need. Let's help right now. Let's not go through any yeah. bureaucratic that's, red tape bullshit. Let's take care of what we're supposed to. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And, you know, and as big as we may get or will get or or whatever, this is grassroots shit. Yeah. And I don't want to get away from that. I, I, I will. I'll fight to keep from to keep that, you know. I hope that's, you do. I hope that's, you do. That's how I am. I, I mean, you can ask Brandon. I'm a hands-on kind of cat. Like, something needs handled let's handle it right now because yeah. waiting ain't gonna make it any better let's handle it right now so 
No. I mean, and there's there's something really special about that. I mean, it really is. Bottom of my heart, I mean it. Like, anytime that y'all need anything that we can help with, I ain't got fucking money bags on me. But I got a social media following. What I try to do with mine is help people like you guys, help organizations like you guys. There's some that we work with that are huge that if they put into a phone call for me or to me and I can help, that's great. That's great. But they've got so many people now that they got endless amount of money. One right. person can take care of 20 families, you know, something like that. And I've had to get that through my head. It's like if an organization doesn't call you and ask you for help, that's not a bad thing. It's they're at a point to where they don't need to call the little guy anymore. Like mm -hmm. I want to help the companies that stand for exactly what you're doing. I think it is an injustice. It's probably the biggest fucking injustice that has ever happened in this country that we have men and women, the way that you just said you have a soft spot in your heart for that generation, so mm -hmm. do I. E everybody that gave us our rights. What's fucked up is the way things are going now, that soft spot, spot is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller because of all the assholes in this country now. Like, mm -hmm. There's not enough people that are given. doesn't matter if you got got 1,000 people that follow you on social media, 500 people, whatever. If you got a platform and you don't realize why you have a fucking platform, and you mm -hmm. don't realize why you get to say what you want to say. It's because of you guys. It's because of the people that have actually served this country. Like, And you know that you can take a little bit of time out of your day and you can help somebody and you don't do it because it's not the popular thing to do. You're a fucking tool. You're, you're a dickhead. And I, and I won't like you. I won't like talking to you. Uh, dude, I have, you know, we work with a great organization and I would have worked with them anyway, but they sponsor the show. So I definitely do stuff with them now. It's Project K9 Hero. Jason Johnson, we just had him on last week. He saw a need out there after being in the military for 30 years, having K9 I, units and all I this kind of that. stuff. That, that was a good one. So, like, he saw a fucking need, and he <laughs> said, I'm not going to keep letting these dogs that have served our country, that have served in law enforcement, once they get retired, they get euthanized. Yeah. They're, they served. So it's like with you guys, you see a need. And you mm -hmm. want to help with it. There's something, I'm telling you, there's something that is so special about that. And uh, I'll ask y'all, I'll ask y'all both this one because I already know the answer, but I want to hear your answer to it. First time you saw a change in somebody. First time that somebody said, thank you for being there. Is that not what you felt in that moment? Why all the bullshit and all the pain, all the hurt, all the trauma you've been through? It was fucking worth it. Dude, it's worth fucking every minute of it, man. Yeah. Like it we had a, a one of the folks that we helped, um, he served in Afghanistan and I'm not sure what was going on, but um he got got injured, traumatic brain injury, which we can get into all that. Um, it's not necessarily getting your head smashed in and there's a lot of different things that can bring that on, but, um, he was medically discharged due to that years went on. Afghanistan was what? 2010, 2011, 2012, something like that. When it was real hot. When it was real hot, he got out. So fast forward to 2020. So six, seven years later, right? 
Um, everything's good, living his life. Everything's great. Starts having some weird medical things. Um, basically complications due to that six, seven, eight years later, all of a sudden he's bedridden. Can't hardly walk. Can't hardly get out of bed. Um, this gentleman was the main breadwinner for his household. Um, so there's obviously a immediate significant financial burden there. Um, and they had actually part that family had actually participated in blazer 88 events prior to that. Um, they'd ridden in our, our motorcycle charity ride, so on and so forth. Um, and she reached out to us. She goes, I'm not sure if this is what you guys do, but can you point me in the right direction to find to somebody that can help, help us? And I'm like, well, you're here. Like we can help you. Yeah. What do you, um, and she kind of laid it out for us and, um, we stepped in financially to keep them in their house, keep their bills paid, keep groceries on the table, so on and so forth. And, um, over the course of a few months and we would meet them and get them what they needed. And this dude couldn't, couldn't walk, man. He couldn't, couldn't hardly get out of bed. And he happened to be in the car one time when Tiff and I met them and Tiff was talking to his wife and um, I can see him in the car and he like motions me when I come over there and I'm talking to him and I reached out to shake my hand. He goes, no, man, I'm not shaking your hand sitting down. And he forced himself up out of that car. This man can't walk. He goes, I'm going to shake your hand right here. He goes, I'm going to stand on my own two feet and I'm going to shake your hand. He goes, I'm going to walk again. And he said, I'm going to pay all this back. <laughs> I said, no, sir, you're sure, you're sure as fuck not. And he goes, bet. And he goes, you watch. And he goes, someday. He goes, I'm going to get better. And he goes, I'm going to pay all this back. And I said, well, you pay it back some other way because it ain't about the money. You pay, you pass it on and you pay, you pay it back another way. So yeah, it's yeah, worth every cool. second. Whoa. Worth yeah, every I, second. I, I'm telling you, dude, I'm a firm believer that you got preachers in this world and you got warriors in this world. And I think both of them are supposed to lead by the same example. Warriors are for the squeaky clean people that want to talk to somebody that has never had a bad day in their life or don't put out there that they've had a bad day because it makes them feel cleaner. It makes them feel better talking to them. Then I think you have warriors. I think you have warriors that are supposed to be bar battle scarred. We're supposed to be chipped armor. We're supposed to be broken. Cause I, I believe God gives his strongest battles to his toughest soldiers. And those warriors to me, they lead by more than just example. I think they're a better show of faith and humanity than anything else. I think that when you have that kind of impact on somebody's life, it's not about they're they might pay it back one day and that's good and well if they do, but they'll pay it forward a hundred percent. Like and that right there, that's making that is the wildfire effect. That is creating mm -hmm. a better place for all of us. And if yeah. you don't if you didn't start that, I mean just you know, once again, not to be weird. If Chuck doesn't have his effect on you guys, Chuck doesn't pass. You don't start Blazer 88. You don't help that man. And then you don't know what that man's going to do next. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just another chapter in a book. You're yeah. not, you know, that's what a lot of people don't get. Like a lot of people think, 
when that bad day hits, your chapter's over. The book is done. It's not it. There's another chapter after. As long as you're breathing, you have a chance to change things and make the world, your life, your loved ones better. Yeah, absolutely. You guys absolutely. are fucking cool. I want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> I, I already we, knew I wanted to hang out with Brandon. Uh, besides for the, some of the fucking memes he sends me. You, by the way, by the way, I I want to say this to you real fast, and I wanted to wait till I got you on here to say this. I struggle with my mental health just as much as anybody. Okay, just as much as anybody. I am more open about it than most people because I feel like I have to be. I feel like that's my cross to bear. I feel like that's what God put on my chest mm -hmm. to keep me here to where all the rest of the shit I do is fun as fuck. Like I do. I enjoy my life. Conversations like this are why I know that I'm doing, I will have a show that'll be completely shitty because it'll be with somebody that's a social media personality. And I'll be like, blah, I'll be like, fuck, this is taking forever the whole way through. Cause I know that's not what I'm necessarily supposed to be doing. It's what I got to do. Doing stuff like this is what I know I was meant to be doing. But I say all that to say this. Brandon, I struggle with my mental health just as bad as anybody. You are one of the people that I know that the good Lord's working through you because I will get one of those stupid fucking memes when I'm in a funk or I'm in a low. And it's just weird that it happens. Like there's a couple people and it's never the same person all the time. But I know that the good Lord has put people in my life that it's like, hey, I know you're not in a dark place but let's not turn the fucking lights off on ourselves. Here you go. Here's something to brighten up your day. Like, it's, funny. it's funny because I get a lot. Of, I mean, we get a lot. A yeah. day. But I pick and choose the ones I send to you because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want this motherfucker to think I'm like some no, you kind send of whatever. fucking weirdo. You are a weirdo. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about, bro? I'm, I'm fucking weird. I like weirdos. The weirdos you're are fucking out, great. Dude. Come on. But the you ones know. I send to you are the ones like, I'll take a drink of coffee and like yeah. it's coming on my nose. It's like, no, that one's going to Josh. <laughs> you can yeah. send me whatever the fuck you want, and you give Josh my number two, and he can send. Oh, no, you me. don't want that. You be <laughs> careful. Be <laughs> careful <laughs> what you're asking for, bud. Hey, look, I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all, and I and I'll make this promise to y'all. Whatever, whenever your gala is next year, like I don't know. Do you know the date on it? We're working yeah. real close. We'll have it here shortly. Soon as you know the date on it, you let me know. I will help y'all promote it in any way that I can, free of charge. And also, I'll, I will come up there. Fucking Why don't you come be our MC? Why don't you come MC it? We'll make. I'll make that for you. I'll do that for you right now. You come MC to some bitch. Okay. Okay. I will. I will do that for free. We'll get oh, Dusty's curly headed fuck up here too. This no, guy. I, just if, got if, if you if you invite <laughs> Dustin, I'm probably going to charge y'all. <laughs> I've got I'm coming up there to have a good time with real men. Right. I, 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 we'll leave him in South Alabama. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Like it it touches me because you cannot fight this mental health battle alone. You know, there's there's never been a war that you've read about, know about, been in that you was the only person holding a fucking rifle. You have to have people that are going to push for this. This is, I don't care what anybody says, it's an epidemic, but it's an epidemic because we don't know any better. We don't know. People are so fake nowadays that 
you don't know that your fucking neighbor right now, they're so scared mm -hmm. to let out that they're struggling. Hey, I know I told Brandon this first time we talked. It weighed so heavy on me from me trying to commit suicide till about 2016 or 17. I don't remember when I did this. It weighed so heavy on me that even though I wasn't in that dark of a place anymore, I still feel like I had that fucking shadow that followed me around everywhere. And I lived in a small town, same town I tried to, uh, to kill myself in. And I knew that every once in a while, somebody would see me and they would think, oh, there's that sad little boy tried to kill himself. Oh, I hope he's doing better. I didn't like that narrative. I didn't like it. I did something about it. Ate me the fuck alive. Every time I would see somebody and I knew that that's what they were thinking. Uh, mm -hmm. so I decided I was going to put it on social media and my social media was not big. Then this is before I, I worked in radio blew up on Snapchat or anything. I made the Facebook post and I shared it and I made a video to go on Snapchat at the time. I think it's like right when Snapchat started and it's really what propelled my social media into growing. And I never shared it before because I was so scared what everybody else was going to fucking say. But the truth is they're already saying it if they're thinking it. Mm -hmm. They already got it behind. Like They're already got it in their fucking head. Oh, Josh is crazy. Well, if you think I'm crazy, I'm owning my crazy now. I'm changing the narrative. I'm not going to let what you guys think of me control me anymore. I, I did this. I regret this. I was in a very bad place. But ever since then, I mean, that day, you had people that I never would have thought that would have messaged me and talked to me about, man, I've been there. Like there's, there's a buddy of mine. He said, he told it on the show the other day that just got off of big brother, the show, uh, on, on ABC or whatever. Listen first, to that one. first time he came to my studio, it was because we, we grew up together. I mean, he's like two years younger than me. So we'd known each other since 10 years old. Anyway, he came to the studio and it wasn't, he wanted to hang out. It, he, he was poking for us to have that conversation because he knew I was comfortable having it. Right. And now, not even a year and a half later, he just won America's favorite on fucking Big Brother. And that had nothing to do with me. I'm not saying that that had anything to do with me. I'm saying I was an avenue for this guy to come feel comfortable and talk to me. And that's what right. you guys are doing. Like, it's, it's you sharing it has more of an effect than anything. Like, like I said, you guys are manly fucking men and you're talking about how you've been down and what you've done to get back up and a lot more men and women, but especially we don't talk about men's health enough in this world. You guys are a fucking shining light. And sometimes it ain't somebody needs fucking money. Oh no, no. They, seem to yeah, they, they need someone to fucking talk. To That's the more important part in that. my mind. Absolutely. That's the more important part in my that's mind. That's all I needed was somebody. Yeah. That's the more important part in my mind. Like whether it's a text message or a phone call or whatever it may be. Talk, man. Yeah. I'll listen. I don't gotta say shit. And there there would be like, you know, five, seven, eight days that go by. Like we almost talk every day. Yeah. Like me and Dustin almost talk every day. And all a whole group of friends almost every day, but like five days goes like a like a work week goes by and you ain't heard. Like this motherfucker be like, Hey, buddy check, how you doing, bud? Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. Like, how are you? Like, I should have been the one to reach out, you know, whatever. 
and it's that you my thing is is like if you feel as soon as someone reaches out to you say hey buddy check and then as soon as you see that and you're like fuck i should have reached out like that to me triggers something it's like hey reach out more often don't wait for somebody to come to you Mm -hmm. and i think america could learn a lot from that dude that's fucking dude reach out to somebody man that's fucking huge man that's that's fucking huge and i i try to do that and i fail a lot at that oh we all do every every one of us do like if you think of if somebody crosses your mind dude make that phone call fire off that text message you don't know what it's going to be maybe it's nothing but maybe it's fucking way 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 bigger than what you think it was hey just the way i said a while ago that brandon is one of those people that knows without knowing He's an extension of God is what I believe. Well, we all are in our own ways, but you, you brighten my day sometimes like you, you do, dude, you have to view it as that. If somebody crosses your mind or something, something hits you. Mm -hmm. Have y'all heard the story of the guy who, uh, and the guy who asked for help in the flood? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna tell you guys. I I love this story. I love this story. There's this guy. He's walking around town. And there's news going off everywhere. There's sirens that the town's about to flood, right? And anyway, somebody comes up to this guy and says, hey, are you about to leave? And the guy said, no, I'm going home. Uh, I know the good Lord. I'm going to pray. The good Lord's going to save me. Okay, flood comes. Guy comes by in a boat in front of the dude's house, and he's like, hey, man, let's go. And the guy's like, I'm waiting on the good Lord. I'm praying he's going to save me. Guy goes off, water rises. Guy ends up on top of his house. Helicopter comes by, stops at the guy's house. And the helicopter pilot's like, hey, man, come on, let's go. You'll be underwater soon. And the guy said, I know the good Lord. I am waiting on him to save me. (laughs) Guy drowns because the flood goes over his house, gets to heaven, and he meets the good Lord. And the guy asks him, asks the good Lord, why didn't you send somebody to save me? He said, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. Like the good Lord's not going to be the one that always comes down and touches mm-hmm. you and put something in, in your way. But you what if the good Lord it. is nudging your buddy or your friend or something in your life to be a lifeline for somebody else? You just got to be aware of it. Right. Yeah. And that's what, that's Absolutely. what you guys are doing. That's, that's why I said there's warriors in this world and there's preachers. And I wish there's a whole lot more men and women that serve this country that realize they can still serve their brothers and sisters. By just yeah. being vocal. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Put it out there, man. Say it. Yeah. Just say it. TikTok it. and Instagram and Facebook ain't gonna blow your shit up because you're talking about something good. They're not, not going shit. to. They're not going it's to. All the bad shit they want to. Yeah. Promote. Yeah. But that nobody said there was a reward in it. Like a lot of people post that shit because it ain't about. It ain't about the coolest thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> when I worked in radio. There was a guy, I've never met him before in my life, couldn't tell you his name, nothing. We were at this thing called the the Rattlesnake Festival, like, I don't know, somewhere in Georgia, still when I worked in radio. And I remember I was selling fucking Raising Grace stuff, promoting the radio station, all this kind of stuff. And this guy pulls me aside. And my birthday, just so happens, falls on Mental Health Awareness Day, September the 2nd. You both, brother. Uh, you're, we share a birthday? Yeah, I remember I'll text you. Oh, I don't remember hey, shit, dude. I, fuck yeah. 10th, brother. See, there you go. September 10th. <laughs> so like this was like right after my birthday. 
And this guy comes up to me and he tells me, he's like, man, I heard the shit you were talking about in radio. He said, I don't hardly ever listen to that radio station. He said, I was literally sitting in my truck ready to end it. And he broke down crying. And like, I hugged this dude. I never seen him before. I heard him against, I heard him, heard of from him again, but he hugged me and he cried and I ain't lied to you. My fat ass sobbed, like sobbed. And that is the best feeling ever. Dude. Like it's, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to and you guys are doing what you're supposed to. I hate that it took a tragedy. But fuck, isn't that kind of all of our stories? I wouldn't be talking about mental health or having you guys on if I wouldn't have lived through a tragedy. Right. You know, y'all y'all are learning from the tragedy. Like it's to me, and also it's not just the fact that you're helping people because of a tragedy. That tragedy has to weigh heavy on both of you. Like it, it would weigh heavy on anybody. But when you look at it from the perspective of maybe this tragedy had to happen. Maybe this had to happen for us to start our mission in life. You know, I mean, that's, it, it sucks. Maybe, to, maybe it was to save one person. Yeah. Like maybe that's why. Fuck. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't, I look, don't at like, know. look at it like this. Chuck died in 2019, right? He's still serving today because of you guys. Still yeah. helping his brothers and sisters today because of you guys. That's a damn good death, man. I, to me, that's a damn good death. I mean, what 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 more could we want when we leave? To leave such an impact on I don't our know, friends you, and family. I don't know. You get me all choked up, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, told you we we might have started here, but we're gonna we're gonna somber it. We're gonna somber, but you guys are being real. You're being honest. Yeah. You're you're putting your heart out there. That's what. That is what more people, and like I told you, Brandon, when you were telling your story earlier, dude, the more you can talk about it, and you're obviously not proud of it. Like, I'm not proud of my shit. The only reason why I'm here is my dumb ass ate, drank, took the wrong medicine. I thought 800 milligram ibuprofens would do the trick. The good Lord knew I was stupid. That's why he made that's the only shit in my house that I wasn't even going to look it up to see. Like, yeah. he, he knew that I was going to learn a lesson from that shit. But the more that you get confident, the more that the person that's looking across from you believes that you don't feel that way no more. Like the more that they're like, okay, I want, I want whatever this guy's having. Like I, I want that. I want to hear that he was in a dark place and now he's where he's at now. That's why, whether it's a biker, a wrestler, an ex crackhead, whatever, I love hearing when they find faith. I, I love hearing that. That to me brings more people to God than a squeaky clean person. None of Absolutely. the three, none of the three of us have led a squeaky clean, clean life. No, no. So why no, not take close. why not take those those dirty things, those scars, those imperfections, and everything, and turn it into our purpose? And that's what you guys have done. Yeah, pretty much. You guys are awesome. You guys better let me know when that thing is next year because I don't promise I'm doing shit to people. But I love what you guys are doing, and I promise, promise. All right, we'll I let know. you know. October nineteenth is the tentative date, yeah, right? Okay. Now. So we'll let you know before the end of the year. How's that sound? That works with me, boss. Well, guys, um, what I want y'all to do now is drop your social medias, and we're gonna get off here. But okay. I really want people to reach out to you guys. So feel free right now to 
any of your social medias, anything you want to drop to drive people towards you. You know, I just, I'm, I'm grateful for you guys. You guys have helped me tonight. Like knowing that there's more people out there trying more people out there pushing in this shitty fucking world. Like I didn't want to do the fucking thing for the toy drive tonight. And now, cause you guys, I'm jacked up about it. I'm like, yeah, there are, there are people out there helping. Help. You know, if, if the three of us were big titty women, we would get money thrown at us all day, every fucking day on social media. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love big titty women. I ain't got nothing in the world against them, but it shouldn't be so hard for organizations to offer help, ask for help. And you don't get it. You get fucking crickets, but right. you get people like y'all and you get mission 22 and creative vets and project K nine hero and all those people. They shouldn't have to beg. And I know that y'all hadn't even asked for donations or nothing like that. I'm telling everybody that's listening to this fucking show, they better put on their social media how you can. Like, go fucking. No. They're not doing it the wrong way. They're doing it the way to where you can tell. It means something to them. Yeah. Yep. So. Go to, go to blazer88.org. And that's where all our information's at. There's donation links if that's what you want to do or if you just want to see what we're about. If you want to see what events we got coming up, it's all on there. Scroll to the bottom. Yep, scroll to the bottom. Donation links. If you're hunting for us on Facebook, just put in Blazer 88 Foundation in the search bar. It'll pop up. It's that easy. Hell yeah. Yeah, dudes. and I'm on, obviously, Facebook, Brandon Wright, uh, X, Twitter, Twatter, whatever the fuck they want to call it now. Be right 2283. You could find. You are a Twitter nerd. I mean, I've never got into Twitter. I've never, it doesn't give me enough room to say what the fuck I want to say. So I can't it's do a it. sports <laughs> thing for me. I feel like I see a lot more about sports and what's going on. Well, unfortunately, it'd probably be a horror thing for me. So I stay off of there. There's a lot of naked women on my <laughs> TV. <laughs> Let's be honest about I your mean, I, cap, shall we? <laughs> Let's be honest I, about I, I hope he never changes shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I appreciate it. Thank y'all so much. And like Thank I you. said, guys, I love what you're fucking doing. Even when y'all are like, you get bogged down or something. Last thing I'll say to y'all with the organization like y'all. If you get bogged down and you feel like you're struggling with all this stuff, in my life, I look at every struggle as if I do this and I'd stay positive about it, my blessing is around the corner. <clears> I <throat> think God in life literally bends us till we damn near break, and the people that receive their blessings and are meant to keep moving forward are the ones that take it but never break, the ones that keep yeah. taking that next step by blind faith. And I just hope that you guys keep pushing with what you're doing. I keep You keep helping. I hope the people you help pay it forward. I just, I love what y'all are doing. And I hope everybody listening will go to blazer88.org. And I hope that y'all will, fuck it, even if you don't make a donation, share what they do. Yeah, share, absolutely. Share man. their, share their information. Wild, that don't Spread take, the word. That Spread don't the cost word. a fucking dollar. Anyway, yeah, boys, well, I appreciate it. And Thank uh, you. we'll have you back on too. I want to have you guys back on with some more, more of the organizations that we work with. Oh, yeah. yes. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. I will catch y'all later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. 
Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.